0: Hey fam, it is Phoenix Kalita of The Phoenix Kalita Show. I think that's what we're going with. We haven't uh, established a formal title for the show yet, but um, <laughs> when you look up the podcast in uh, different, ver- in different uh, podcast apps, I believe just searching Phoenix Kalita should be sufficient. Anyways, um, this is a podcast that I do. I try to keep segments short, somewhere between like 10 to 20 minutes or so, and I just basically run through sex worker news. And I know a couple folks have heard uh, some of the segments. (laughs) Someone sent me a private message on Twitter to let me know that um, they found these informative, uh, although less entertaining than my regular podcast, which is the Black Podcast with Wine Cellar Media. And, you know, I can't front. They were right. (laughs) I'm um, not inherently a funny person. However, my co-host on that show, which is... Um, news, politics, and commentary is far more, um, goofy than I am. So, there's definitely a lot more comedy here. This is more of, um, just kind of read-throughs with a little bit of commentary about what is going on as far as, uh, sex workers' rights are concerned. Um, of course, obviously, I have an interest in sex workers' rights. I'm on the board of SWAP. Hey! And, um, you know, I've talked about my time I've spent in the industry and whatnot, So I just feel like a lot of sex worker news doesn't make, uh, doesn't get enough traction. So in my own little way, I'm trying to help with that. So the point of this podcast is to talk about, um, cases where sex workers are being impacted, um, you know, uh, about policies and laws that are currently, um, you know, trying to be implemented through different, uh, various forms of government and as well as some international sex worker news too. So here we go. Um, It should kind of go without saying, but because the topic is sex workers, all trigger warnings apply, Uh, because a lot of times these stories involve uh, police harassment, police abuse, sexual abuse, sexual harassment, um, rape, murder, and these news stories are no exception. So let's just fucking get started, shall we? So this was in Las Vegas, uh, and the story went up a couple days ago. It's on uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal. So a 34-year-old man impersonated a police officer when he picked up this a prostitute, a sex worker, uh, this month, threatening to arrest the woman if she did not have sex with him, according to his arrest report. Erlin Lloyd-Clark was arrested April 6th by the Metropolitan Police Department two days after the alleged assault on charges of impersonating a public officer, sexual assault, first-degree kidnapping, and robbery. He remained jailed Monday at the Clark County Detention Center on $150,000 bail, according to court records. Uh, shortly after 3.20 a.m. on April 4th, a woman was walking out of a gas station near Boulder Highway and East St. Louis Avenue. At the same time, a man was pulling into the parking lot in a silver Jeep. The woman said she eventually got into the car after the two agreed on a price for sex, according to the arrest report. The man then drove west on St. Louis to a different location, and as he was parking the car, told the woman he was an undercover officer, but assured her that, quote, she wasn't going to jail if she just listened to him, uh, the report stated. The woman told police she followed his commands because she had no reason to believe the man would lie about being an officer, and that he continued to talk as if he was a police officer throughout the encounter. During the assault, which she said occurred just outside the Jeep, the woman said she focused on the license plate to distract herself. She memorized the plate number, which eventually led to detectives uh, finding Clark. As the woman dressed inside the car after the assault, the man took $100 from her and photographed her driver's license. My fucking dick. (sighs) Ugh. All right, so you rape someone and then you rob them. Well, fantastic. Uh, he then drove the woman to a different location and told her to get out. She called 911 as he left, according to the report. Two days later, police arrested Clark in the 1100 block of South Rainbow Boulevard, not far from a home address linked to the Jeep's license plate. In an interview, Clark acknowledged having sex with the, women, the woman, but see, see the fucking soft language, having sex. It was not consensual sex. He told her he was a cop and he was going to arrest her if she didn't do it. That's not having sex. That's raping somebody. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, so he acknowledged having sex with a woman, but denied he ever threatened her or made himself out to be a police officer. Uh-huh. Uh, a detective said, uh, this is in the police report, when I asked him if there was ever a conversation about him being a cop, he told me she talked about it, but when she did, he ignored it and didn't say anything. Well, why the fuck would she think you're a cop then if you didn't say anything? That doesn't even make any kind of fucking sense. Um, after Clark's arrest, the woman picked him out of a photo lineup and said, I'm 100% sure he's the guy. His preliminary hearing pre- ooh, preliminary is up for April 23rd in Las Vegas Justice Court. Uh, also worth noting that where this happened, because <clears throat> I know there's like this reputation of Nevada, like, oh, brothels and legalized prostitution and all that, um, this... Happened where sex work is not actually allowed, including in legal brothels. So it's almost like, I don't know, criminalizing sex work makes it dangerous for sex workers. Maybe. Just fucking maybe. So yeah, this guy's an asshole. I'm definitely going to try to follow this story and see um, how this goes. I'm actually surprised that he got the sexual assault charge. Um, but we'll see. And I also, you know, hopefully the sex worker didn't get arrested because always, you know, as always, we remember that. Um, you know, prostitution is still a crime. And even if you were victimized while working, your job is illegal. So reporting to police can result in you being arrested or put on a watch list or, you know, otherwise harassed by police. So just something to keep in mind. Hopefully she is okay. Wow. All right. That's a great way to start the fucking podcast, isn't it? (laughs) All right. Uh, let's see what else do I have. This is off Gay City News. I love a good gay city. Who doesn't? Um, If it would let me actually click this and not give me nothing but pop-ups. The Brooklyn DA district attorney, Eric Gonzalez, uh, spoke at an event hosted by the Lambda Independent Democrats of Brooklyn and said he supports uh, decriminalization of sex work. How about that? That's exciting. That's good news. Uh, Brooklyn district attorney, Eric Gonzalez, voiced his support for the decriminalization of sex work on an April 4th Uh, On April 4th, during a wide-ranging discussion with elected officials, um, the, quote, decriminalizing queerness event, that sounds like a fucking kick-ass event, actually, uh, which was hosted by L.I.D., which is Lambda Lambda Independent Democrats of Brooklyn, L.I.D., uh, so the event was hosted by LID and primarily focused uh, on sex work, but also touched upon marijuana legalization, housing rights, and other issues facing marginalized groups, and additionally featured Brooklyn State Senators Julia Salazar and Zelnor Myrie, uh, as well as advocates who have experience as sex workers. I believe in decriminalization, Gonzalez said in response to a question from an audience member at the First, uni- at the first Unitarian Congregational Society in Brooklyn Heights. Gonzalez went on to explain his office currently utilizes a process that entails enrolling sex workers in services and directing, aw, you fucker, directing them to complete a bunch of steps uh, before his office dismisses the cases altogether. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I know what they're talking about, right? The whole you go to court and you take classes and then it doesn't go on your permanent record. That's still like shitty, and it's still fucking government interference where it's not wanted or needed, and it's just fucking ugh, ugh. Fucking hate that shit. Um, he notably left the door open to further improvements in the way his office handles those cases. Uh, Gonzalez's clear support for decriminalization comes just uh, weeks after he unveiled his Justice 2020 plan geared toward reducing incarceration. The Brooklyn Eagle quoted Gonzalez's spokesperson uh, in March as saying, "The DA quote." expressed willingness to take a fresh look at loitering enforcement and would be open to further discussion about this issue right remember that too folks because a lot of these uh, you know these quote unquote revolutionary new ideas around sex work and uh, policing say well we're not arresting sex workers for prostitution anymore right but they leave out the fact that sex workers are still being arrested for other things such as loitering laws right because they're out because outdoor workers are you know, working in a specific area, which results in, you know, breaking loitering laws. So then because there's fewer prostitution related arrests, people will say, oh, but look at the rates. We're not, you know, we're not, um, arresting sex workers or we're not, you know, you know, look how low the prostitution rates are. And it's like, yeah, they're lower, but other fucking petty bullshit is up. So sex workers are still fucking being criminalized. Don't fall for that hype. Um... All right, back to this article. The decriminalization movement has gained steam in New York, where Salazar and her colleagues in the state legislature, including Manhattan Assemblymember Richard Godfrey and Queen State Senator Jessica Ramos, have uh, an out-gay Manhattan State Senator Brad Hoyleman. Hoyleman? I probably said that wrong. I uh, have worked with D.Crim NY to push legalization aimed at eradicating the criminalization of sex workers. Salazar told Gay City News that her office has seen overwhelming support for decriminalization, particularly from transgender sex workers and advocates. What's beautiful about this new decriminalization effort is that it's being led by LGBTQ people, many of whom are trans women, as well it should be. Uh, Jared Trujillo and Jessica Raven, I know Jessica Raven from Twitter, uh, who have been sex workers before and are advocates in the decriminalization movement, discussed the issue during a panel alongside Salazar. With Gonzalez watching intently from the crowd, the trio articulated the reasons why they believe sex work must be decriminalized in order to protect sex workers and that there are loopholes that need to be addressed. Among the variety of topics covered, uh, Raven cited existing legal barriers based on age, and noted that federal law labels sex workers under the age under the age of 18 as trafficking victims, despite the overwhelming despite the fact the overwhelming majority of these people don't have a trafficker, right? Uh, and added their uh, and Trujillo added that there are cases of people who are 21 or above unfairly prosecuted for helping provide shelter for those who are eight under 18. Mm hmm. See, again, these fucking laws with the, the wording can be so tricky sometimes. Right. Because what is it they say that um, you're like what, like procuring or abetting, uh, enabling prostitution if you help a young person. But then it's like, what the fuck are you supposed to do if someone is like, a, you know, a runaway or has been kicked out of their home because let's face it, lots of queer, you know, LGTB kids get kicked out. For their gender or their sexuality. So it's like, so, you know, someone is like 16, 17, they're homeless and you know, they do sex work and they ask you like, can you give me a ride to this, to this job to go see this client? Or, um, I'm somewhere and a client just left. Can you come pick me up? <coughs> or can you, <coughs> you know, can I sleep on your couch? Right? Like I'm homeless and you know, I'm, you know, y'all, I don't know if people listening know, but i'm from chicago we just had that fucking fucking cold snap it was what, like like negative 45 what the fuck are you supposed to do with a 16 year old homeless trans kid who you know maybe sucks dick for money like what you suck dick for money so i'm gonna leave you outside to fucking die of hypothermia no nah, you let the little nigga stay in your house right come sleep on my fucking couch but that is you know trafficking Ugh. trafficking right because you didn't let somebody fucking freeze to death outside man fuck these laws this is fucking bullshit um the shared message among panel back to the article <laughs> the shared message among panelists was that over stigmatization, and lack of resources uh, for workers in the industry creates unstable and unsafe work environments and all three panelists pointed out how transgender and gender non conforming people are disproportionately affected across the city of new york ninety four percent of those arrested for loitering for the purposes of prostitution are black women. Wow, who saw that coming? It's almost like our system is intentionally fucking racist, misogynistic, and ableist every fucking step of the way. Huh. Uh, that's a startling number and speaks to the racial profiling and gender-based discrimination uh, as well that goes into those type of arrests. The panelists also stress that those who trade sex voluntarily and those who are coerced in the industry should have equal opportunity to access resources. Uh instead, Raven said a great deal of funds have been given to anti-trafficking uh, ad campaigns in hotels. I have talked about it before, but I I these fucking ad campaigns, right? Somebody and somebody who um actually went through this training, uh, was, you know, DMing me. Actually, I've had a few people DM me about what they've learned in these traffickings. And like shit like um, an older man with a younger woman, and I guess some guy, like, they actually called police on him because he was checking into a hotel room with his daughter because they were like traveling to go to a funeral or something, right? And then somebody straight up said that a black man with white women was a sign of trafficking. What the shit? What in the holy racism, Batman, you know? And it's like, and then some of this other shit too, like, oh well if they're not talkative and it's like so what if somebody just doesn't fucking feel like talking to you what if somebody um has is you know neuro neurodivergent right and isn't good with small like the small talk conversations like it's just gonna be based on what you know the, the personal prejudices of the person working there they're like this is what I think a person should act like and anyone who doesn't act like it is suspect like that's what the fuck that shit does and I fucking fucking hate it Um, uh, So Raven said that um, the funds are given to uh, anti-trafficking ad campaigns and hotels, but there is no discussion or investment into what happens next after you spotted a trafficking victim. There are just not enough resources. Gonzalez uh, chimed in during the panelist Q&A session, first extending an invitation to the advocates to visit his office and further discuss the issue. He then asked what his office should do in the future to help victims of sex trafficking who are coerced into the industry. Uh, Trujillo, uh, Trujillo, who is an attorney, oh, all right, and represents sex workers, that's fucking awesome, actually, I love it, said in response uh, that there was an important discussion to be had, no pop-ups. Um, There was a, a discussion to be had over which laws are enforced and raised concerns that Brooklyn has been lagging behind other boroughs and the way it polices sex work. One of the reasons I chose to practice in Manhattan and did not want to practice in Brooklyn is because your office is a lot better for a lot of people. However, one of the areas where Brooklyn does fail compared to even Queens and Manhattan is per- prosecuting for the purpose of prostitution. He added far too many sex workers end up in unsafe situations because out of fear of prosecu- for prosecution, they do not feel comfortable telling police or others... Uh, coming to others for help but after the event was over gonzalez further elaborated upon that topic in an interview with gay city news he said quote what i heard today has me thinking the way we are dealing with trafficking cases trafficking cases is not effective if people are afraid they're going to get arrested then maybe something outside the justice system is better and i'm open to that that actually sounds legitimately promising Um, Gonzalez, like many other speakers during the event, drew comparisons to marijuana legalization uh, and the way that that is policed. He especially pointed out the fact that there is no longer a drawn out process for many drug cases. We don't send them to Rikers and we don't make them plead guilty to get services. I'm very open to dealing with this the same type of way. Uh, Gonzalez also expressed a desire to continue listening in other areas, including trans-related issues. He said it was important for him to attend another LID meeting because it represents an organization where folks can have honest issues involving uh, queer and LGBTQ issues. Many of the people who get arrested for sex work are from the transgender community, so I really need to hear more from that community. All right, well, I mean... I, I, it sounds like he's actually listening, and that's fucking awesome. So, yeah, I, I actually really love that. So, I'm sorry that I had to start this off with like a really fucking horrible story about someone pretending to be a cop and raping sex workers, but I'm ending it with something maybe kind of promising. Maybe. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm a pessimist, so, uh, but maybe. All right. Anyways, uh, thanks for hanging out with me. That is going to be it for this segment. I'll probably record another one today and then we're going to do a recording for the black podcast later. So feel free to check all of that out. Uh, it'll probably be up on Monday. I'm saying this on Easter Sunday. Um, so yeah, if you celebrated anything, uh, Passover, Easter, anything else, uh, I hope that went well. And I hope you enjoyed yourself. Um, but anyways, I'm out of here. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Upper Negris, Two Ps, two Ts, two Ss. And um, yeah, please stay safe where you are. And don't forget, if you like our content, you can help us out at patreon.com slash wine fund, or you can hit us up on paypal.me slash phoenix and William. Uh, and yeah, all right, I'm out of here.